Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to another edition of the Pot of Gold Extra Point Podcast. This is Carter Carls, and Tom Noy is not here with us today, but we are joined by four-star defensive end Kelvin Gilliam. Figured that since it's been such a lively recruiting week for Notre Dame and getting four commits in one week, and then here we are a month removed from the early signing period in December, figured we'd have on one of the more important targets left in this 2021 recruiting class. Kelvin Gilliam is verbally committed to Oklahoma, but he's also interested in Notre Dame. And Kelvin, I appreciate you coming on. I first want to just uh, catch up and see where you're kind of at right now in the recruiting process. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. So, yeah, just kind of diving in right now. You're committed to Oklahoma. You've been talking with Notre Dame for a little bit. I know a couple other schools might be in the fold, but where would you say you kind of are right now and where you see it kind of is? Yeah, exactly. So right now, just keeping all my options open because you don't know what can happen, you know, in college recruiting. So very still committed to Oklahoma, but still seeing what Notre Dame, you know, has to offer me and what opportunities they can have right now. So Absolutely. And OU, huge win last night. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Wasn't really close for <laughs> really the whole game. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you were happy about that. You know, I feel like college football recruiting is so weird this year. No yeah. kids, uh can't really see these coaches in person, can't go to games. Exactly. And there's a huge win like that or the huge win Notre Dame had over Clemson. Uh, what does that do? Does that kind of get you more interested or is it just kind of a, you know, icing on the cake for you? Yeah, referring to the Oklahoma game, yeah, that was a huge win. Just seeing them going out there, you know, playing, playing to the expectation that they, you know, they're coached to do. So, yeah, it was a huge win for them on both sides of the ball. And then the Notre Dame-Clemson game, you know, that was a great game by Notre Dame, you know, staying in the fight, one of the top programs, you know, in college football history. And so it was great seeing them go out there, you know, hunting for the quarterback, you know, um, playing, you know, violent football. And that's what I just love to see out of them. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, I'm wondering what the differences is, the differences are in the recruiting pitches from Notre Dame and Oklahoma. You know, yeah. you're obviously still kind of getting to know the Notre Dame coaching staff and you've known OU for quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, if that's something that they both talk about. But overall, just what what does Notre Dame say versus what does Oklahoma say? Yeah, well, Oklahoma, you know, they already told me this. They said, you know, we're not being naive about it. They know that a lot of people are still recruiting you, but, you know, you committed here for a reason. And, you know, that's one of the things, you know, I love about them that, you know, we're always up front with each other, you know. Whatever they have on their mind, they're going to tell me. Whatever I have on my mind, I'm going to let them know as well. So, and with Notre Dame, you know, they already know what type of situation I am. They know that, you know, right now, you know, they're not did a lot for me 
you know, just decommit and flipped it in. But, you know, they're still in the process of it. They know what type of situation I am. And they know I feel like they know what they need to do for me, you know, to flip to them as well. So you committed to OU in August. And I want to just get a whole picture of what when the recruitment started, when you first started getting really interested in them, and just the reasons why you picked OU. What, yeah. what overall just kind of stood out to you about them? Yeah, so everyone that's following my recruitment knows that Oklahoma has been recruiting me for a while now. You know, I can't remember the exact date, but, you know, they offered me at the right time. Coach Thibodeau, the defensive line coach, came to Virginia to see me and was like, you know, we got to get this kid on board. And, you know, they did a really good job of recruiting me for a while, but it's just the opportunity that they're going to provide for me, you know, coming in and play early as a true freshman, um, come in, you know, with a stat class that we already have. And it's just that opportunity, you know, playing early and playing all across the defensive that which intriguing was intriguing for me as well so yeah and you're a Virginia guy I'm wondering had you had you been to OU like have you been there multiple times no I haven't been there yet a lot of guys in DMV haven't been there as well so yeah so they really had to connect with you yeah over the phone and mm-hmm. again a weird recruiting cycle where some kids are committing to schools they've never been to exactly and so you being in your position, uh, you haven't been to Notre Dame either, uh, from what I understand. And so, like, when you haven't been to a school, what, how are you trying to approach it? Like, the information you're trying to gather and just what you're trying to learn about them. Yeah, and Notre Dame was telling me, I think the other day, like, you know, you just have to take a leap of faith with this thing, you know, trusting God that, you know, you're going to make the right decision on signing day, either, you know, that's in December or January or February, that, you know, that you're going to just have to take a leap of faith with this, you know, without seeing the canvas, um, trusting the coach's word from day one. If you start a relationship off with a lot, then, you know, whole relationship is going to be a lot. So, you know, just trusting the coaching staff day one and just seeing, you know, what opportunity they're going to bring to the table. So your relationship with OU's coaching staff, just wondering mm-hmm. if you could name a couple coaches that have kind of stood out to you in your recruitment, what they're like, what you kind of talk about with them. Is it all football or do you connect off the field too? What, what's just the overall relationship with like, like with those guys? I'll start off with my defensive line coach, Coach Thibodeau. You know, he's a great guy. Always have an upfront up, up relationship with him. I know that anything that I could come to him, you know, I would just ask for them. And the same thing with Coach Lincoln Riley. It's the same, you know, relationship that we have. We have a great relationship. We talk a lot more about um, a lot more than football. You know, how's my day going? You know, motivational quotes throughout the week and stuff like that. Another coach would be, you know, Shane Beamer, who has ties to the Richmond area. You know, he, my head coach. Coach, you know, he was there when Shane Beamer was at Virginia Tech with him. So, you know, we have a good task to the Richmond area as well. So, And on the flip side, Notre Dame. Yeah. I know you're still getting to know him, but I'm sure Mike Gelston, Brian Kelly, and Clark Lee have been pretty involved. Are, are those kind of the three main coaches? And, and what has stood out to you about them? Yeah, those guys, you know, they were really good guys, you know. They talk, you know, a little football, a little bit, you know, what's going on in my personal life, things like that. So, you know, you know, we talk a lot of things, you know, how my game is, you know, uh, what he likes about me, you know, how what can I bring to the table, what opportunities that he can provide for me as well. And so, you know, we have a great relationship, you know, since we just started this. So. For sure. And I understand your best friend, Damon Harmon, cornerback, is also committed to OU. Uh, what what did that play into your decision? Is it kind of like a, again, just kind of an extra bonus where you're like, 
well, shoot, my best friend is committed, so like, this is pretty cool, too, where I can go to a school and my, my close buddy's going. Yeah, it is cool. You know, I think that um, I started my recruitment with Oklahoma um, before him. And so, you know, I, you know, I had opportunities. And he was just telling me, you know, I'm ready to commit to Oklahoma. Um, you know, let make, let's make this happen. Let's go to college together. So, yeah, you know, he was nibbling in my ear about it. But, you know, at the end, I still was going to make my decision was best for me as well. So. Notre Dame, I, I know their recruits, their commits, they get really involved. They are guys, <laughs> like I, I've talked with Blake Fisher, Pat Coogan, and they're like, dude, we, we DM like random people that we barely even know, just trying to get to know them. I'm wondering yeah. just what that's kind of looked like for you and if you've gotten to know those guys pretty well. Yeah, Blake Fisher, I can tell you that, you know, he's a guy that, you know, he's very vocal and, you know, he's going to make sure that way, whoever he brings into the class, you know, is going to be, you know, on the same path as him, same mindset as him, the same thing as Pat Coogan, you know, guys like that, who I think that I could be around as well, you know, all have the same mindset and that's to go to college, that's to win, you know, championships. What, when you are, like, because I'm so interested when, you're a high-profile recruit, you're a four-star guy, top 100 arrivals, and you commit to a huge school like OU, but you also have other huge schools interested in you, Notre mm-hmm. Dame. What does it look like for you, your life? Does it change when another school enters the fold in terms of, like, social media and your friendships? Like, are are you just getting a barrage of opinions and like some probably good, some probably bad, but like, I just imagine your Twitter is probably blowing up sometimes and your friends are saying, Oh, you should go to Notre Dame or you should go to OU and weighing in. Is is that exhausting? And, and what does that exactly look like? I can tell you it is exhausting, you know, having, you know, some people saying, you know, where do you, you know, where's your mindset? They like had an aunt in Atlanta, you know, texting me, you know, are you considering Notre Dame? I'm like, you're in Atlanta. How do you know about that? So, you know, being, you know, uh, like I can say a household name, you know, has its benefits, but you know, Oklahoma, you th- those fans know me. And I think they know that I'm a hard commit right now, but you still know the Dane thinks, you know, that oh, he's flipping us. It's just things like that, you know. And I'm just enjoying this, you know, being a household name to these fans. Um, just seeing what type of person I am, you know, things like that. But yeah, it can get a little frustrating. <laughs> and again, it's uncharted territory. You've never been in this position before. You haven't visited these schools. So, like, who do you lean on for advice? Who's kind of guiding you through this process? I would lean on to my coaching staff. You know, I, I've been talking to them for a while now about it. You know, I know that, you know, they're going to tell me what's best for me and what best interest is, is that, you know. You know, if I could tell them, you know, stay quiet, don't do the media type of thing. But still, they know that, you know, I'm going to express my opinion, express, you know, what my mindset is why I'm here now. And it's just that type of relationship I have with those guys. If you had to say why you're the perfect fit at OU and at Notre Dame, what mm-hmm. makes you the ideal fit for both programs? I just see, you know, going this recruitment, it is hard because I feel like wherever I go, you know, I'm a ball out regardless. And you, we could talk about NFL. I think that if you could ball in college, the NFL is going to find you regardless. And that, you know, type of mindset that I has was leads me to the difficulties of, ta- of picking a school, you know, because wherever I go, I know I'm going to be be successful, you know, my faith in God, um, my worth ethic, things like that. And I think that's, you know, a little bit harder when picking a school because you're thinking, you know, if I go here, you know, what's the benefit of that? If I go here, what's the pros and the cons of doing that as well? So, Your priorities, 
when you're looking at schools, what are like the two or three things that you're like, if they don't have this, like I'm not even considering you. And, and then when they do have that, the, the schools that you really like, what are those priorities that you see in them? I can say number one, family, you know, if it's a program where everybody like in separate groups or, you know, everybody don't really like anybody, you know, that's the type of thing that turns me off. So family, family vibes, you know, family, um, you know, going to the coach's house, you know, after a game, things like that, just that family atmosphere. And like I said, another thing, you know, game winning mentality, you know, coaches that go into the game, like, you know, we're going to win this game, you know, we're going to execute and we're going to do this. And that's the type of things that, you know, I look for in the school. Right now, you are in Virginia at Highland Springs, not playing football this fall, which, man, just got to say, I feel bad for guys like you who you just have no idea. Like, you don't know if, what the spring season looks like. You, you kind of like just – it's not in your control. It's not in your coach's control. How are you treating this fall and how you're training and just how you're handling the COVID-19 pandemic and everything that's coming out of that? So main thing, the mindset is, you know, getting a college ready, you know, but coaches, whatever the coaches that I go to, you know, what do I need to work on? What do you see me as coming as a true freshman? What can I do to get on the field immediately? You know, learning the playbook, um, you know, getting academically straight. It's just things like that. Just getting college ready during this um, time of the pandemic. If you had to like point out the biggest differences and the biggest similarities between Notre Dame and Oklahoma, what, what kind of jumps out to you is how you, like, in your mind, because you're probably always comparing them. So what, what kind of jumps out to you there? Um, similarities, it will be both of them are, you know, huge winning programs. You know, you're going to see them, you know, blowing guys, blowing teams out, blowing programs out. And I, from a, a program that has a winning program, so I think that's what's intriguing for me. And uh, those are one of the similarities. Um, some cons from between the two, I just think both of them, you know, are pretty far from home. But from my recruitment, I already know that, you know, I could go anywhere in the country. So this is a, isn't a factor, and that's the only thing for real. Gotcha. And you're thinking about visiting both schools from what yeah. I understand. What, what's kind of uh, the situation there? Yeah, with the pandemic, you know, I like to um, visit Oklahoma, um, you know, two weeks, um, December 5th, I'd like to, and then probably hit up South Bend um, either before signing day or if I choose to sign in December or I could sign January or February, you know, it's just a lot of planning that has to go into that. So I'd like to visit, but if it's not, then, you know, just have to take a leap of faith, like I said. Yeah, and the, the dead period extended through April 15th, so yeah. there will be no opportunity to, to do like an official or unofficial visit. It's kind exactly. of like a, a situation where you do it yourself. You just show up with yeah. maybe a dad or mom, and you just kind yeah. of walk around yourself. Uh, so when you do that, when you go to OU, when you go to Notre Dame, you know, you're picking a game weekend, so maybe you'll be able to like go to a local restaurant and watch it and see the atmosphere. But I'm just wondering if you have in mind, like what you would want to do when you're on campus and what kind of information you'd like to get that you wouldn't be able to get without visiting. First thing I'll take like a, maybe like a campus tour, you know, tour the campus. Um, like even if I wasn't recruited, like I was a student actually going to these schools, you know, get a feel of the campus vibes, you know, the people there, how you interact with each other. And then I'll probably, you know, see a game, you know, see it in person, imagine myself there on the field right now. That's what I'll do. We're going to, we have a lot more to talk about Kelvin. Uh, we're going to take a short break. And after that, we're going to get more into, who you are off the field and the rest of your recruitment process.
Hey, Fighting Irish fans, how do you chill out each week? There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, a perfect moment to unwind in our busy lives. If your game is on, or any game for that matter, reach for Coors Light and that mountain cold refreshment. When you want to chill out, flip through the channels and crack open a cold Coors Light. Each week, the games are getting more and more important. Make sure your refrigerator is stocked up with the one that is made to chill, Coors Light. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, we're back with Kelvin Gilliam. And Kelvin, uh, I'm just fascinated by we're, – we're on Zoom for people that, that obviously can't see this. And you got a Kobe Bryant poster. You got a Rocky <laughs> Balboa pro- poster. Seem like an inspirational quote kind of guy, um, and obviously uh, you're really driven by by some some idols. So, um, just wondering, kind of who inspires you, just athlete wise? If you have some defensive ends that you look up to uh, in the NFL, yeah, it's just you know, like you said, motivation. Guys who have did it, you know, in the same position that me is, you know, do, doing it right now or have done it. So that's the motivation. You know, guys like Ray Lewis, um, Kobe Bryant, um, currently guys like Aaron Donald who plays the same position as me. It's just guys like that who were in the same position as me, you know, high school, went to a Division One program and now in the NFL. So it's just those type of guys that have the motivation or inspiration in my life. I want to know your football background. You know, when you started, when you got into it, if you've always been a defensive lineman, what's kind of the whole order of, of where, how you've gotten to where you are now? Yeah, so I think I started off with T-ball playing um, Little League Baseball. And then I actually went, you know, eight years old, played full flag football, and then moved on from there, you know, from flag football, putting on the pads, and just going up from there, so – have you always been defensive end or? Yeah, it's been alignment, offensive line, defensive line. <laughs> and, and when did you decide, like, man, I want to, I want to be a DN, I want to be a D tackle, like, I want to, I want to be on the defensive side of the ball. I always wanted to play defense, so anywhere you know, hitting somebody, that was always you know my passion was to play defense. So, I love it. And off the field, you, we were kind of talking about it a little off air about how, uh, just how you're wired off the field. If if you can speak to just, I guess, how, how you would just describe yourself, how you are with friends, and, and how you like to, to handle people and work. relationships. Yeah, work. So anything, you know, in this life that you want, you just got to work for it. Everything is earned, not given. That's the mentality that my parents give to me, my coaches give to me. It's all about your work ethic. So, you know, that's why I said well, any college I go to, they're just, I know I'm going to be successful because of my work ethic. And that's the end all be on that. And academics are so huge for you as well from what I understand and just curious like when that became such a big priority for you and and how that ended up being such a priority for you. Yeah, I always had, you know, those organizational skills. And that's why I think that gave me the opportunity to ball out in the classroom. So, you know, you ball out in the classroom, you about to ball out on the field. And that's just one of the things about me, you know, education is important. Academics are important for me as well. Absolutely. Do you have a, a player that you compare yourself to NFL or, or former player that you're just like, man, if I could, it, whether it's like you think you're similar to him or you want to be just like him? 
a lot of people say, a lot of coaches say, you know, Aaron Donald because he moves, you know, with a passion. You know, he trains with a passion. You know, he does extreme stuff to get to where point he is. You know, they move him all across the defensive line. And he's just a huge factor for what team he's on right now, the L.A. Rams. So. And then just because you're from Virginia and Notre Dame has had a few Virginia guys, Chris Tyree yeah. being the notable one running back as a freshman, do you know any of those guys just from being in the area or have you been able to connect with any of those guys? Um, yeah, Chris Tyree, you know, him being in the area, going to Notre Dame, seeing what he's doing right now early as a freshman, that is great, you know, for what he is doing right now. And like I said, you know, seeing guys who, you know, been in some same position as me doing it on the highest collegiate level is great. So, so I'm wondering a little bit about Notre Dame's pitch where, you know, obviously they started last month uh but what does it look like like because obviously it's one of those things where they're interested in you but they don't want to be that clingy girlfriend right like they don't want to (laughs) be bothering you every second of the day but they've also got to make up ground just haven't been recruiting you for as long as OU so how do they how have they treated that um do you feel like they've communicated with you the right amount of times and and just how often do you communicate with them Exactly. So you're totally right that, you know, they were type of the type of situation I am, you know, I'm committed, you know, they haven't been here from the recruitment from day one. So they know all of that. And so they have to take that, you know, to consent when they're um, pitching something to me, you know, especially, you know, when looking at Oklahoma, you know, how long they've been recruiting me. And so their pitches, you know, you know, we haven't been here for a while, but, you know, they feel like they have a better opportunity to offer me, you know, academics wise and, you know, on the field as well so you know that's the kind of pitch to me as well are they doing like tons of zoom calls with you is that kind of what it looks like yeah yeah tons of zooms you know watch a film with coach elston um being on academic advisors being on with the entire defensive staff things like that and when you're watching film with mike elston obviously looking at dalen hayes adeogan deji number nine number 91 uh what what is he kind of saying? Is he comparing you to those guys? Is he saying to give you any tips like, hey, you should do this in that situation, or or what is he kind of breaking down for you? Yeah. So the other day, you know, we broke down my film and like the Notre Dame film. It was just so similar. The things I'm doing right now in high school is the same thing that he's teaching those guys. You know, put into their ears, and it was just crazy how so similar the plays were exactly how they were. So. Yeah, and, like, I mean, are they projecting you to be at that DN position where Dalen Hayes is at? Is that right? Yeah, strong side, deep side. Strong side, okay. And so, ultimately, what, like, football-wise, you talk about you like academics, you like family. Football-wise, how important is, like, what you just mentioned, the the fit? And, And is there, like, a specific scheme or defensive look that you're kind of looking for? Yeah, I'll say the scheme on four three defense, four two, you know, anything with a four down defense alignment. And just, you know, being all across the defense alignment because that's how you get to that next level past college, is you know, being able to do multiple things, being athletic, and that's, you know, what I try to see into a college, you know, putting me in different positions to make great plays. Going back to the COVID nineteen pandemic, just because like I feel like you can't talk about recruiting without talking that because your life has changed so much. Yeah. Ever since March, uh, how have you handled that? Like, I guess from just off the field, like, do you feel like 
you've been in a good place mentally and, and just what perspectives have you kind of learned from it? Yeah, well, I learned from that. We all in this thing together, you know, everyone is dealing with the same thing, same restriction as us, but it's like, what we do differently is what's going to determine our outcome. You know, you could sit on the couch all day, you know, you know, watching TV, eating food, or you go out and you can lift, you can better yourself and, you know, c communicate with the people that you are trying to look for to better yourself, you know, if that, you know, running, jogging, um, lifting weights, you know, doing workouts that are extreme. That's the type of mindset I think I have and what I can bring to the table during this pandemic. I love it. Now I'm looking at the Rocky poster again because your answer made me think of that. But yeah, I mean, when when it started, obviously there was a time where uh, you probably can't work out with the team. There was a lot of unknown, and I just remember talking to recruits on the country where it was like, I'm having to just do push-ups at home or 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 run at the track, or I'm I'm I have to buy a squat rack from Amazon.com. You know. <laughs> so weird everyone's having to do in-home stuff what did that look like for you were you having to do a lot of in-home stuff yeah the main thing is holding yourself accountable so you know coaches will send you workouts that you could do with no way at home and i remember you know we're using some cinder blocks you know squatting with it it's just things like that it's just you know find different things different ways you know to better yourself so and then right now obviously no football season but what's What's happening? Are you guys practicing? Are y'all working out? Like, how does that, how does that look? Yeah, we're back at it. So, you know, we're practicing, you know, probably two days a week, you know, other days, you know, you could be left there still by yourself, social distancing, things like that. So, you know, yeah, we are back at practice, but you know, it's all the transitioning phases regardless. So how, how are you focused on that? Like, I guess, uh, how are you approaching this off time where, normally you'd be playing uh, so are you trying to kind of like emulate what a game week would look like uh during your weeks or is there a specific approach approach that you have yeah basically how we approach it is you know we're flipping what our off season would look like you know if this was a regular season so this would be you know our may our june our july things like that so these that's just how we approach it like this is our all season you know we'll start in february and that will be our august gotcha and then Next year, and I guess when, when does the football season end for you guys uh, in the spring? May, I believe May. May. So that's another thing I'm curious about because you end the season in May and then you're expected to play in September. Uh, and I, I just can't imagine what that does to someone's body, especially a lineman where you know, mm -hmm. every single play you're, you're getting roughed up. What, what's kind of your thought process there about, you know, yeah shoot, I'm going to have to in three months be ready for, for college ball. So, you know, yeah, still getting college ready, but still, you know, you still want that senior season. And I believe, you know, during that time period, that January to May, I think I'm still going to have, you know, that senior season feel. But, you know, I know some games that I'm going to have to sit out, you know, because my coaches, you know, don't really want me to play um, due to the fact that I'm ready to go, go to college. So it's just that type of, you know, sacrifice that I have to take during this time. Right, so you expect to play like the whole season is is not the whole season. Some games possibly, but not the whole season. Gotcha. It's kind of like a load management NBA. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> we are having, we are having a state championships. So I'll definitely be playing in that. So <laughs> absolutely. So I mean, is that what you prefer, or is it kind of like, uh, man, I want to get on the field no matter how much it is, or or is it kind of the smart decision in your mind? 
it's a smart decision. Like, if it's a team that, you know, we all have those teams, like, you know, we're going to blow them out regardless. So, yeah. as I'm saying, I'll be with a sweatsuit on, uh, on the sideline, you know. But other games that I know that it's a fight, you know, I'm going to be on there, you know, strapped up, you know, ready to go, so. No sense in playing in a 70 nothing kind of game. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Maybe <laughs> just the first quarter, so. <laughs> so. And how many games do you guys play? Six. Six. Okay, so – not not a crazy amount, and you'll have the playoffs yeah. to play in. Um, right, and so as you kind of wind down this last month of your recruitment, I, I assume do you want to sign in December or are you want to yeah, wait to. in February? Yeah, I want to, but, you know, if I can't make the visits as planned and, you know, my parents don't, you know, feel like, you know, um, you know, if you don't want to sign, then don't sign, then I'll just wait till either January or February, so. Gotcha. Yeah, but plan is to sign in December. And you're obviously going to take your visits, but what other information about both programs are you just kind of like, man, okay, th- this is what I need to know. Because obviously, like, you, you haven't made a decision yet. You're kind of waiting until that signing period. And so what's keeping you from being fully on to Oklahoma or fully on to Notre Dame? I would just say, you know, what can, you know, whatever they're saying to me, you know, make sure it's true, you know, doing my research, looking at the background, looking at the depth chart, just things like that. So, you know, just doing it beyond what they're telling me research. Awesome. And your philosophy, I'm wondering with like playing time, early playing time, I feel like linemen, it's, it's obviously a lot of teams rotate defensive linemen. Yeah. They also, it's it's a gradual thing where, like, usually the older guys are playing. So, wondering just your thought process with that and, and what you've been told about where you kind of fit in on OU and with Notre Dame. Yeah, both schools said that, you know, I have the opportunity, you know, to come in and play early, you know. But that all just has to be your work ethic, um, how you come in, how you're looking as a true freshman. And I believe, you know, with my work ethic, like I said, that I have the ability to, you know, come in and play as a true freshman wherever I go. How are your parents handling this? Like, what do they <clears> – <throat> I assume they, they like academics too and, and they're huge on that. But what have they kind of told you about what, what they want and what, what they want for you and, and just how they want you to handle this? Yeah, so my whole recruitment, I feel like I've been in the driver's seat. You know, anything, any school, you know, any school I want to talk to, you know, that was my decision. Um, Any school that, you know, I chose, even Oklahoma, I chose that for me. You know, my parents, you know, they're going to have their input. But, you know, I took the driver's seat in this recruitment as well. So, Awesome. And will they join you on the on the two visits you're thinking about taking? Yeah, yep, most definitely. Awesome. And are, how much help do they do just like, all right, we've got a we got a tour map. We've got this, or is that going to be all you just plan it all out yourself? Oh yeah, they're going to play it out. Um, they're going to plan it out as well. So you know, I'm going to see you know what I want to see. I already don't want to see this, but still, you know, I'm going to you know get my feeling of what I want to see out of school as well. Awesome. And one thing I also want to mention is you were, we were talking a little bit off the air where. You said you just like being kind to people that you just, you know, it's, it's kind of like a two way street where you, you want to treat people, uh, in a, in a right way that, that makes them feel good about themselves. Uh, if you could speak to that and just what kind of motivates you to be that kind of person. Oh yeah. It's a give respect, give respect type of deal. So, you know, if you treat a person this way, be expected to get treated the same way back. And that's just how I just live my life. You know, where do you think that comes from? 
Um, my parents, you know, seeing them, seeing especially my dad, you know, seeing him working for others and probably not getting nothing in return. So it's just that type of kindness, you know, that's the, you know, what they do for others. And I just want to do the same. Do they work in like some sort of uh, like charity work or, or something that along those lines that, that makes them that kind of person? Yeah, so my dad, you know, he's a t he's in the military and he's a school teacher. My mom's a nurse, so you know, they're both type of jobs to take care of people. My dad take care of the country. My mom take take care of the sick people. So you know, that's the type of deal that I see in them. So I love to ask you about both because military, <laughs> obviously, you know, thank you, Tom, thank you for his service. That that's awesome. Um, just wondering, like, how that's affected you because obviously, like, discipline and things like that have probably been huge how he's raised you but how have you seen his experience there affect you and and just sort of the, the lessons you've learned from that yeah so i wasn't really a typical military kid that you know getting up and traveling all the time things like that more we learn from my dad's leadership skills you know you know if you don't feel something is right then you let it be known um communication is everything with his family so everything you know that they taught me that i feel like i bring to the table you know with other people my mom you know she's just a hustler not not type of hustler type of way but you know anything that you want you go get it. you work for you know you want a pair of shoes and you go work two jobs to go get those pair of shoes it's just things like that. I love it. And and then with your mom being a nurse, is she involved with, with COVID-19? Yeah, yeah. I think she sees a couple positive people um, sometimes a week. But, you know, she wears the headgear. She hasn't gotten it. No one in my family has gotten it. So we blessed them that. Um, just, you know, that you know, wearing face gear, um, wearing the whole, you know, COVID suit that she wears, just things like that. So Has that given you a perspective about just like healthcare and just like the industry? And just the pandemic in general, like I'm, I'm sure hearing about what she goes through is probably giving you a new perspective on that. Yeah, it is. You know, going on her seeing, you know, seeing people who has the virus and for not up to this point that not have gotten it, you know, it's a, it's a blessing, you know. But, you know, she says she don't feel well sometimes. But, you know, she's never gotten the virus. We all tested um, negative when we got tested. So it's just things like that that, you know, we are grateful for. That's awesome to hear, buddy. and. Just last question for me, you got a month left. Do you expect to, like, is it going to be a when you know you know and, like, you could commit somewhere tomorrow or you might commit to OU full on tomorrow or is it going to be, you know, wait till the last day how are you kind of playing that situation? Yeah, it's like, like you said, when I know, when I know, when I feel in my heart that you know, I'm ready to go to the school for three to four years, then I know that I'm going to get, you know, balled out, and I know I'm going to get whatever I want out of the school, so. Awesome, Kellen. Well, man, great getting to know you a little bit better, and then hopefully the fans, OU and ND fans listening to this, enjoy it, and I appreciate your time. Sir, thank you, man.